Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is the Triple Threat Podcast. Back at it again on this good, good day. I know, hope everybody's enjoying their day right now, listening to my me and my man, Scotty D. I'm DJ Shockley, actually. We got my man, Scotty D, along with us. Scotty, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? Man, all good, man. Uh, you know, hey, we're coming off of the last week of football was this past mm. Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. We saw the Kansas City Chiefs get just boat race by mm. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll get into that in a little bit. We got a couple of things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Trevor Lawrence's pro day coming up. We're going to talk about who should be the second quarterback. Is it Justin Fields? Is it Zach Wilson? Is it Trey Lance? Is he going to be a guy who can ease into that second spot? And also, we're going to bring up Russell Wilson. Russell, we had some comments early this week, and we're going to talk about him and then end it with some LeBron talk and maybe whatever else comes to our mind today on the Triple Threat Podcast. Scotty D. Yeah. What's new, man? What's happening in the world? I'm just, I'm, 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 household. First off, why you got a Virginia shirt on? People, if if you're listening, my man Scotty D got on a Virginia Wahoo shirt on. Uh, baseball, I guess he represented for Virginia. I don't know why. Scotty, just, tell us why. It's just a shirt I wore today, but I have it because uh, Virginia's are really, uh, you know what? It's a tribute to our guest last week, to Matt Shaw. That's what it is. Scotty, I that. Oh, you ever been up? Have you ever been to that Virginia? Just, that just hit your brain on the third. <laughs> you, you went from I'm just wearing it to Virginia's a good school to oh, it's an homage to Matt Shaw. Get out of here, man. You, you ever been to that campus? So you're telling me you woke up this morning and you had no shirt on and you was thinking about Matt Shaw. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's what that sounds like. I'm just saying, that's what it sounds like. Have you ever been to the campus? Uh, have I been? Yeah, I've been to Virginia before because uh, when I first got into broadcast and I was doing stuff for the ACC network, and okay. I, had a game, uh, I had a game in Virginia. So I've actually yeah. been to Beautiful campus though, really nice. Yeah, like so like two years ago, we were skiing nearby and I had just taken the night before I had taken a really bad spill on a snowboard and I was not I was not into skiing that day so I was like University of Virginia is an hour away it's it's the the whole place was designed by like Thomas Jefferson it's it's got all these old buildings and stuff so uh I decided to go and my fraternity originated there too so what's your fraternity uh, bro Pi Kappa Alpha I'm a Pike Pi Kappa Alpha yeah and uh so I, I went over there just to see it, and, and they, they have a really good baseball program. My son hey, likes y'all got a, uh y'all got a saying or something? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm part of the, the Sigma mm-hmm. fraternity, Phi Beta Sigma, and we mm. say, Blue Fire, you know? You know, that's our thing, you know? Do y'all have some y'all do? No, not 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 to each other. Only to each y'all other. Like, only to each like, other. Y'all got a secret handshake? Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. You going to teach me or no? No. unless you want to go through hell week unless you want to go through hell week like i did it's all good man it's all good man two fraternity bros on here kicking it so hey it's all good but uh yeah man matt shaw was good last week shout out to virginia shout out to my man shabby coming on last week uh like i mentioned we got a lot to talk about man uh obviously we don't want to end football season is finally over Mm. Uh, 
we talked about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers putting the whooping on the Kansas City Chiefs. First off, Scotty, did you see that happen? I mean, if no. if I talked to so many people, nobody saw a complete beatdown. There was a dude, now check this out. There was a dude who put out a $3,000 bet. I don't know if you heard this. He put out a $3,000 bet that Patrick Mahomes would not throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl. What? Guess how much he won? 48 grand off that. Oh, my gosh. How crazy. And then how scared was he at the end of the game when they were driving? Right. And Devin White ended up intercepting. But dude put down three racks and won 48. Another crazy bet is I'm sure everybody saw the streaker that happened. Did you hear about the bet with the streaker? Yeah, I don't know if it's real, but I heard about it. Go ahead. Oh, it's a good one. It's a good one. If it's not, it's a hell of a story. Yeah. The dude said that he put a prop bet out that somebody was going to streak during the Super Bowl. 50 large. he bet on it. But guess what? He was the streaker. So he absolutely made sure on that. But I think they said he won $374,000 because what his – his bail was a thousand dollars. Yeah, to get out of jail. Yeah, that's if crazy. It's, if it is true, even like you said, even if it's not, as as an awesome story. That was so. When but, I saw that, I was like, that just made a horrible Super Bowl worth watching right there. How mad are you if you're the bookie, though? I mean, <laughs> are you sending somebody to go see him because like he kind of rigged the bet? You know what I mean? I don't know, man. Is that is that like point shaving? Is that is that that's, a similar kind of thing? That would have sounded like to me. Thousand dollars. Got him out of jail, and now he's $374,000 richer if the story is true. So, yeah, hell of a story, hell of a story. But back to the game, man. Uh, obviously, I didn't think it was going to go down like that. I thought it would be a closer game. I thought yeah. there would be plenty of points scored. I never thought that a team would be able to shut down that Patrick Mahomes Chiefs offense the way they did. Shout out Ty Bowles. Uh, what his yeah. defense did in that ball game, uh, absolutely spectacular playing the two high safeties, forcing them to check everything down, not giving them anything deep. Uh, just an, a great game plan. As you know, it, it was documented. Tyreek Hill went for 200-plus in the first quarter the first time they played him. Mm-hmm. So there was a new plan for Tyreek Hill and Travis yeah. Kelsey. Uh, so a, a, a great game plan by them. Great game plan by Byron Leftwich as well, an offensive coordinator for the Bucs. Uh, what were some things that stuck out for you in that ballgame, Scott? Well, back to what we talked about last week, the front the front seven of the Bucks yeah. and the offensive line of the Chiefs. I think that was yeah. huge, and it, and it got worse as the game went on to me. Um, and frankly, I, I think saying front seven is a little generous. I think they did so much damage with their front four. The linebackers were able just to sit back and cover that, you know, cover that area and keep everything short. And that I think it was clear that's what they were that's what their objective was yeah. was to keep everything in front of you, no big plays, and and they were you know they they limited KC to what they you know what they were able to do. But when you got I a mean, front four like Vita Vea, Damakasu, mm-hmm. Jason Pierre Paul, uh, uh, my man Shaq Barrett on the other yeah, end, Barrett, you right. got those four dudes rushing the mm-hmm. passer. It's gonna be tough and. They relied on it. So big, big props to them, man. Big props to Brady getting his freaking seventh Super Bowl, man. Are you kidding me? Seventh Super Bowl and his 10th appearance. That's unfreaking believable You know what? The argument that I heard um, earlier this week that I actually liked, and it actually came from Stephen A. Smith, and he talked about how Patrick Mahomes cannot be considered the GOAT now. And his argument was – because they had a head-to-head matchup in the Super Bowl, 
and Patrick Mahomes got blown out, mm -hmm. that doesn't give him the chance to reach Brady because Brady has never been blown out in any Super Bowl that he's played in. And the fact that Patrick Mahomes, this might be his last chance to play against Brady in the Super Bowl, that head-to-head yeah. -head matchup favors Brady now. Even if, I mean, <clears throat> it's seven to one right now. Mm -hmm. Any any chance in your mind you think Mahomes can get to freaking 10 Super Bowls? He's already been to two. Can he get to eight more? I mean, I'd I, I, I bet the field. I wouldn't bet on that. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's too hard. I, I, I'll be honest with you. Leading up to this, leading up to that game, there was so much talk about the old goat and the new goat. Stop yeah. making people goats when, when, they, when they've got one ring or they've got, you know, it's, it's, it's too early. I love Patrick Mahomes, man. He's, he's, he's absolutely my favorite player to watch in the NFL. But right. stop with the goat talk all the time, people, you know? <laughs> Shannon D, that, that like rub you wrong right there, huh? The They're just talk. throwing it around. They're throwing it around too much. All right, so do you think that what Stephen A mentioned, what he talked about, you think mm -hmm. that has any credence? Mm. You think him saying Mahomes will never be able to reach that milestone, even if he goes to seven or eight Super Bowls, okay. but because of this particular one Super Bowl where they go head-to-head, -head, he got blown out. Yeah, I mean, I mean – like I said, let, let's assume he can get his seven rings, all right? Let's assume that. J just for the sake of this, just it is. And it is. I, I don't, think, I don't ah. think it's even possible. But for the sake of this argument, yeah, I mean, you, you look back to that, especially considering that Mahomes is 26. How old is he? 26, 27 years old? And, and he got beat by a 43-year-old, man. You know, I mean, it, 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 yeah, it's easy to say. But – Football is also a team sport, and Tom Brady didn't hasn't done any of these Super Bowls by himself. Yeah. He, I, I still will say he's never had a more talented set of skill position players around him than he had yeah. this year ever. So yeah. it, it's 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 not just Tom Brady. He he obviously is the linchpin, and and you know the quarterback is obviously the most important position in all of sports. Yeah, the one position in all of sports. So yeah, I agree. Uh, he he deserves he deserves goat status for sure. But I don't think that I don't think Patrick Mahomes would ever be able to match his numbers anyway. I think you brought up a good point. We talked about the defense off the off the jump and how good they were on the back end. My man Winfield giving Tyreek Hill the peace sign, the deuces, uh, the in that ball game. Obviously, that was a big story. But I think the the three guys that Brady got to come to Tampa with him is huge. Talking about A B, Leonard Fournette. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. I mean, come on, A B, Leonard Fournette, and Gronk. Those three guys all had a major impact in the Super Bowl. They had right. a major impact on the latter part of the season. And these are all three guys who were not on the roster last year. My little guy yeah. turned to me um, during the game, and he was like, do you think the Bucs still would have been here if they had Jameis Winston? <laughs> I looked at him and said, probably not, son. Probably not. <laughs> but uh, to talk about my son, which is pretty funny, uh, he loved the Chiefs. He is an avid Chiefs fan. He will fight you over the Chiefs um, and Tyreek Hill. So before the game, I did like a little pregame interview with him. I talked to him, asked him what was going to be the score. Obviously, he was all hyped. He was talking about the Chiefs. Halftime is a whole new subject. He's laying back on the sofa. He's really solemn. They're down big, and he wouldn't really talk to me as much. Then at the end of the game, I said, listen, man, you got to do a postgame interview. You interview before the game. You interview at halftime. 
Now you got to do one after the game. Do when he do the interview. So guess what I did? I find him, Scotty D. I find him <laughs> for not doing his post-game interview. So now he is a little bit cheaper in the pockets because he didn't want to do his post-game interview because he was sad and hot and mad. But he I pulled a mar- he pulled a marsh on, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he had to he had to come out the pocket. So uh, T- he learned tell me, tell me, tell me, you recorded this. Oh man, I did, but uh, it was on my story, so it might be gone now, man. So, oh man. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was classic stuff. It was classic stuff. Last thing before we get off all the Super Bowl, uh, you had a pretty cool video uh, that I know you want to show. Um, obviously, the the Bucks had their parade, but it was done just a little bit differently than the usual. Everybody's in a bus or a car driving down the street. The freaking Bucks were in boats mm-hmm. doing their parade, and our man Tom Brady uh, had a little special way of the way he went about being on his boat and what he did. Let's see this video and see uh, what Brady did or what he didn't do on the boat. Yeah, Brady rolls out in his uh, $2 million boat. Let me, uh, and let's, let's watch what he does next. Big old boat parade. Wait, wait, no, don't, 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 no! Good. Okay. Touchdown. What do you think about that, man? Who 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 so, who who can so, do that? Somebody that has seven of them? Yeah. So so for people who couldn't see the actual video we just played, Brady is on his what Scott just mentioned, his two million dollar boat, and there's another boat probably five ten yards away, and Brady literally throws the Lombardi Trophy from one boat, his boat, to the other boat, and when you got seven, one Lombardi Trophy if it goes in the water, that's not no big deal. I mean. <laughs> He probably go get you, you know, buy you another one. But when you're Tom Brady, you are literally the goat. You can do anything. So Brady Only throws the that. Lombardi Trophy from one boat to another during their Super Bowl parade earlier this week, which was uh, pretty darn cool. And I'm pretty uh, jealous. Everybody mm. out there has on shorts. Half of the guys ain't got no shirt on, so you know it's feeling real nice in Tampa. It ain't yeah. bad that day in Atlanta today. It's about about sixty-three, no. sixty-four today in Atlanta. So. Ain't mad at that. So uh, big props to the Tampa Bay Bucks, man. Congrats on winning a Super Bowl. Uh, what a year for them and what a year for football in general. Obviously, uh, getting through this season was a lot. And mm. the NFL did not have one game that had to be canceled. Yeah, A bunch of games had to be moved. But the fact that you able to get every single ball game in, I thought was big kudos to the players, the staffs, everybody involved. So big props to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on getting their Super Bowl. Other news going on this week, Trevor Lawrence, the what everybody assumes to be the number one pick overall in this year's NFL draft, will have his pro day on Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, you better watch it on a bunch of different platforms. I think NFL Network is carrying it and all that kind of stuff. Trevor Lawrence will have his pro day. Scott, would, would, would you watch his pro day? Uh, only I mean, is that something that would interest you to see? Oh, I want to see Trevor Lawrence throw, or are you like, I know what this dude can do. No, I mean, I, I watch stuff like the combine. Just, just if it's if I'm not doing something else, I'm sure not. I'm not planning anything around it, you know. But uh, if it's yeah. on and I'm not doing anything, I'll I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, uh, I would watch it to listen to the commentary more than I would to see what he actually does. Will 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 you do the Rich Eisen Challenge show? I'll race anybody. 
Oh, so you know the retirement challenge, huh? <laughs> so the challenge of will, will you go out and run the 40, though? Yeah. Okay, full speed. As full as I can be. I bet. I bet I, I can need, run. A, I bet I, I can need run. this to happen, and we need to show it <laughs> on the podcast next week. Scotty D running nah. the 40. Yeah, no, 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 no. You can't back out of it now. I asked you two times, and you say yes. So don't shy away from it now. The people going to be looking for it. I'm telling you right now. We, we're posting that thing everywhere next week. Scotty D, you got to now until next week to get limber and run you a good 40. You know, I'm a video editor. I can make that as fast as I want it to be. <laughs> I can tell you, I'll run, I'll run a four, I'll run a four seven. Oh man. That's awesome. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we get Scotty D to run the 40 next week. That'd be fun to see what happens. All right. The next conversation I want to talk about is obviously we just talked about Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick that everybody assumes from Clemson. Who will be the number two quarterback? Cause there's been a lot of waffling and it's going to continue over the next couple of months of Justin Fields versus Zach Wilson. Is it mm-hmm. Trey Lance in there? Uh, there, there are a bunch of guys in that that second, third, fourth quarterback spot that could be the number two guy. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks right now it could be Justin Fields. I saw some other mock draft that said Zach Wilson will go number two to the Jets. Scotty mm-hmm. D, what says you? Who is the number two quarterback off the board? I don't know, man. I I feel like it trends so much. I, I I'm not a I'm not an expert on on this. I would say. I feel like Justin Fields has got to be that person. Um, but a lot, a lot depends on what happens with Deshaun Watson too. What yeah. if the Jets, what if the Jets make a move for him? And then all of a sudden somebody else is sitting in that number two spot. Um, and, it, and it might not even be a team that needs a quarterback. It could be somebody that wants Devonte uh, uh, Devontae Smith really bad or something, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. So I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, man, that's going to be interesting, man. You know what? I had a chance to see, Zach Wilson, um, I called his last game, the BYU game versus uh, uh, Central Florida. Um, mm-hmm. and had a chance to talk to him. I had a chance to really dive into tape on him. And the dude can do it all. The dude has all the skill sets to be a really good quarterback, I think, in the National Football League. I think he has the moxie, has the arm strength. I saw him throw every single throw uh, that you expect an NFL quarterback to make throughout a ball game. Uh, he has athleticism to move around, which I know a lot of teams like these days. And the kid's smart, and that's the number one thing. He's a competitor. He's smart, has all the intangibles that you like. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens because Justin Fields is just as good. And we saw Fields struggle some this year, but that doesn't that doesn't scare me at all. The dude has game. Both of them will be exciting. I think it depends on which system these guys go to. And I think that matters a lot because what you have around them matters. Mm-hmm. And – the, the position they're going to be in. So that's a big part of this uh, equation uh, going in. And then with Zach Wilson, uh, <laughs> Mayor Ryan Clark had a, a comment about Zach Wilson earlier this week. And uh, I know you want to play the clip. Let's hear what uh, my Mayor Ryan Clark had to say about Zach Wilson and comparing him to a quarterback that's in the National Football League right now. Ryan Clark, I know that you have started looking at Zach Wilson based upon something that you heard here on this show, I believe, and I know you've been impressed with what you've seen. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, David Pollock came on this show and he started throwing out names like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. 
And I was like, man, Dave is tripping. He need to start eating some carbs. You know, dude ain't had carbs in six years, and sometimes that can mess with your head. And so now when I'm looking at this draft, and you got four quarterbacks going at the top. We didn't see that in 04. We didn't see three go at the top. And those dudes, Eli, Rivers, Roethlisberger's might be Hall of Famers. So we think about Dan Marino, Jim Kelly, and that draft, John Elway. Those guys didn't go forward at the top. So now I'm really starting to think about it. If this was the four horsemen in the WWE, Trevor Lawrence wouldn't be Ric Flair. It would be Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is that dude. And so I start to watch some of the things, some of the off-balance throws. You see some of the, the arm talent while he's moving up in, in the pocket. He's getting outside and throwing back across his body. And now you start to see some of that uh, Patrick Mahomes, some of that Aaron Rodgers stuff. And I say to myself, nobody's going to wait till 10 this time. They're not going to trade up if you're in Kansas City. Nobody's going to wait till the mid-20s the way that the Green Bay Packers did for Aaron Rodgers. So it doesn't matter that he went to BYU. I don't think it matters that he has some injury concerns because when you watch this dude play, you understand that he makes plays that other guys in college can't. And that's including Trevor Lawrence. There's a play from this season that Daniel Jeremiah posted where he steps up into the pocket. He throws in the double coverage and the football hits his uh his hits wide receiver in the face mask. Doesn't that remind you of a dude that just put on a show, even though he was under siege from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive line? Zach Wilson is that dude, and I think he will go number two. Yeah, man, strong words from Ryan Clark, man. And I think he mentioned some of the same stuff that I mentioned about some of the things that he can do in a game that puts stress on a defense. And to throw it out there and say, hey, this guy has some of the same talents as a Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers is a big statement. And this guy absolutely has the talent, and he'll have an opportunity to showcase that uh, come next fall when he gets the chance to play for whoever he plays for. So that's why – I wanted this conversation to happen on, is it Justin Fields? Is it Zach Wilson? Trey Lance is also in there. You talk about, you heard Ryan talk about there's four QBs there. And we all know once the draft comes around, teams start to panic a little bit. They think they need to get this guy. They'll move up. They'll make sure they have him. Because you don't want to be the guy, Chicago Bears, that passed on Patrick Mahomes. You don't want to be the guy that passed on Deshaun Watson. So now, those two guys have made it really clear that if you don't go get your guy or the guy you think is the one, you're going to hear about it from years down the road and you're still going to be looking for a quarterback like the mm -hmm. Bears are this year, like the Jets are possibly if they get rid of Sam Darnold. So uh, interesting conversation, man. I, I, I think this will change in the next coming months. Obviously, we got two wow. months to go before the draft. But who goes second, man? That's going to be a big, hot topic. And it just depends on which team feels – Fields or Wilson is they do. Other news around are around football. Russell Wilson this week has some strong comments. Uh, said he wants more of a, a leadership role as far as the organization. He wants to have more of a, a take on what's happening inside the organization. He also said he was hit too much. What do you think about Russell coming out with some strong comments now? We've seen it lately now. Mm -hmm. UBs, players, everybody's starting to make their uh, Felix heard now about things that are uh, kind of issues for him going down here. So now Russell Wilson is the second to say, hey, y'all need to make something happen. I need to be more involved. I've been hit too much. Where's Russell Wilson in this conundrum, you think? Does anything happen with Seattle with Russell? Or you think he has a chance to uh, have better uh, organizational things go on than Deshaun has in Texas? Yeah, I think that, you know, Russell has proven himself as a team guy. 
uh, a great face of a franchise, but, and I'm not saying anything bad about Deshaun. I'm saying that Russell has experienced a well-run organization. Russell right. has experienced reaching the top. Um, he has experienced the success that Deshaun hasn't reached yet. And it's, you know, not just from a statistical standpoint, but from a team standpoint and what's around him. Um, you know, I look at Russell. I think what's special about Russell is until DK Metcalf, I don't know that he ever had a special wide receiver. You know what I mean? He always had the Tyler Lockett's, the the Jermaine, no, Curse. Uh, anyway. Yeah, he's there for a little he had, bit. Yeah. He, had, uh, he had, you know, he had uh, good receivers, um, but I don't know that he ever had anybody special. So he's yeah. he's done a lot on his own. And then you got, you know, poor Deshaun you get rid of his best tool last year, but uh, I think, I think that um, the Seahawks from what I, from what I see from the outside, they're going to be a lot more, um, a lot more willing to work with Russell, get him involved. But like I said last week, that's an organizational problem. Yeah. So when I think about what Russ has done, you think about Mm -hmm. this season, how he started the year. And he had the slogan going. Everybody was talking about it. Let Russ cook. And he was cooking. And I think as the season went on, and as we found out at the end of the year, they got pretty pedestrian on the offense. They started to be very vanilla. And they got into third and five, third and six, and third and seven, 38, all the way down. And they started to be really predictable. And then they depended on Russ a lot. They depended mm-hmm. on him to, hey, they make a guy miss, go create. And I think after a while, that took a toll on him. So I think the issue going forward is trying to find an offensive scheme that fits him where he doesn't have to do everything. And like yeah. you mentioned, I think he has to, you know, he has to get a, a really good run game behind him. Obviously, DK Metcalf has been good for him, but I think he needs more playmakers around him to help him. As he gets older in his career, obviously the running, that slows down. Uh, he still will be elusive to get outside the pocket, but the things he did early in this year, Last couple of years, I don't think that's going to be the thing that he has to hang his hat on. And he wants to take a more, uh, I want to say, leadership role and finding out how they can help him become a better player. So Russell Wilson making noise this week. We know Deshaun uh, stuff has been going on for a while. Uh, that'd be something that obviously everybody will still pay attention to down the road. So a lot of the quarterbacks making some noise, man, and I'm loving it. I'm here for it. I'm all about it. Uh, protect those dudes. They are the franchise guys for a reason. That's why you pay them a hundred million dollars, similar to what you have there, Scotty D. But uh, I digress. Uh, LeBron, <laughs> man. Uh, LeBron, uh, early this week, or it might have been last week. He, no, early this week, he was talking about Tom Brady. And they were trying to compare him as far as how long you think he's going to play. Here's Brady at 43 years old, 20 years in the league. LeBron, 20 years in the league. And LeBron said, you know, he just wasn't sure how much longer he could play. He talked about his body starting to feel a little bit down, starting to feel a little bit beaten down. And how long could he actually keep up the fire and passion that he's played with for all these years? Mm -hmm. And I think it was a great comparison. He kind of mentioned, yeah, I understand where Brady's coming from. But he said, hey, we're in two different sports. We play two different ways. So I can't really compare my career to his and, uh, you know, longevity. Uh, yeah. How long do you think LeBron uh, plays in the NBA, man? I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that he's going to pull a Michael Jordan and play a couple years too long. Yeah. And he's right. While while Brady, while football is a, 
intrinsically a, a more physical sport running up and down a hard floor for, you know, 48 minutes for, for 20 years, yeah. that takes a beating. And when, and, and he's also built a lot different than Tom Brady. He's, no he is, he's, he's, he's huge, all that wear and tear on his joints. Um, that's why big men don't usually last a long time in the NBA because they're just, there's especially, you know, they're, they're, there's yeah. so much pounding and, and so much weight on those, on those knees and ankles, um, yeah. hips. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, Bro, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't imagine. I remember when I wouldn't play basketball for a while and say like the season was over, then I got you to go play like some intramural or go to the gym and play. <laughs> and after playing two, three games and I go home, Bro, you talk about hips, knees, ankles, hammies, shoulders. I mean, everything hurt from basketball and all that pounding. And I used to be yeah. like, I can't move. So I can only imagine doing that night in, night out. And this dude's been doing it for 20 years at a high mm -hmm. level. And think about the pressure of Scotty D. Of every single arena you go into, people want to see your best every <laughs> single night. Like how yeah. crazy is that? Like, like if you had never seen LeBron play and he's playing the Utah jazz and he's like, ah, maybe I'll take the night out. Well, this is maybe the only time this person gets to see you. Yeah. You want to put out a, a good performance. That's how stressful is that? Like yeah. every single night you got to go out and you got to do your thing because this may be the time where a guy says, think about it. First time you want to see Jordan, first time you saw Kobe, like, I remember the only time I saw Kobe and I saw him go for 40. I saw him D'ing up. And just, man, you do that every single night. That's stressful, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's got a, you know, he's got a handful of years left in him. He's, he's you know, he, how old is he? 30? 30, 34, 35. Four? Like that. Okay. Yeah, I thought he was like 30. Yeah. 35, yeah. I could see him playing to 38, 39. Hey, I mean... I wonder if, you know, he wins a couple more titles. He wins, you know, mm -hmm. a title or something, if that's kind of the, the straw. I know the other big part of it was he wanted to play against his son, too. He wanted to play against his son in the NBA. Uh, and I know his son's a couple years behind. Uh, I think he's a junior, maybe, in high school. maybe In so, high school, yeah. Yeah, so I think, I think he that's wants right. to play against his son. So, that, obviously, that's another at least three years Yeah. Uh, for him to have to get to the NBA. So, uh, that may be the only thing that's keeping LeBron in the game is the fact that he want to have that kind of legacy moment where he gets to play against his son, uh, mm -hmm. which actually would be pretty cool. Uh, before we get out of here, man, uh, you brought up something that I thought was pretty interesting. And I didn't even realize this. I haven't recognized it. Uh, I haven't heard much about it. But kind of tell us the story about what's going on with the Dallas Mavericks and uh, some of the things they got going on pregame. Right. So I caught a news article today that the Mavericks weren't using the national anthem pregame anymore. Mm. And I was like, well, that's okay. That's interesting. That was enough to get me to read it. Right. Yeah. Well, come to find out they haven't done it. They didn't do it in the preseason. They haven't done it all year. Wow. And there's not been, I've not seen a story about it. I've not seen yeah. a comment about it. Think about all the teams that have come into their house and played this year. Yeah. And there, and, and there's not been any talk about it at all. And Mark Cuban won't comment on it. There's no, there's no, there was no press release. There was no nothing. It was just, I think finally somebody's like, Hey, what? Something was missing. You know, this, I think some, that's my belief is that somebody just realized, wait a second, there was, there was no uh, national anthem. Yeah, so I thought, I, I think it's an interesting move. Um, you know, my, my, 
I was, we were talking off uh, air before I'd have to do a little research as far as to, you know, what was the origins of the national anthem being uh, played before games, but yeah, I feel that's like what I, I want to know. Yeah. I, I don't I, know if it's something that is mandatory or not. Obviously it's not mandatory because they haven't done it all year, but I wonder what's the meaning behind it for sure. Well, I believe I read that it actually is in the NBA rules that you're supposed to, mm. but I think Adam silver is, is, is deciding not to enforce that. He yeah. said that he said that starting last year uh, when there was the kneeling stuff going on that, that there, look, there are some rules that aren't inherently important to the game itself. Right. They're, yeah. they're, they're, you're, you're looking at a scope of, of our culture as a whole more than you are the game. It doesn't affect, it doesn't affect this final score. So right. I think it actually is, but I feel like when the, the whole Kaepernick thing was going on that um, I feel like I remember hearing that the, that the national anthem wasn't something that had been going on forever. Like it was, it was a relatively new thing. Uh, so I'd be interested to, to, he, to maybe read up on, on that. But uh, I just, I find it interesting. I don't really have a really feeling. One, one, yeah, I don't really have a feeling one way or the other. Um, but I mean, uh, especially with the world today and what's going mm-hmm. on, like everybody feels like the national anthem is just like a moment for everybody. And for it to not have happened all year and then mm-hmm. Cuban won't comment on it. I mean, that's weird. This is the first time I heard about it. Um, I definitely will pay attention to it now that it's obviously something that's going on and uh, finally been a story. So uh, we'll see what happens with that, man. I, I don't know if it's a big deal for a lot of people or not, but uh, it sounded like a big deal when you, when you first told me about it. So uh, I'm all for it, man. Um, as we record this, uh, obviously triple threat comes out on Thursdays, Thursday, February 11th. It's my wife's birthday. We'd love to give her a shout out and say happy birthday, babe. She uh, celebrating her birthday today. We got a lot of good things planned for, um, but uh, she deserving and wanted to make sure I gave her a shout out today. Uh, happy birthday, birthday, Mrs. Shockley. Appreciate that, brother. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. All right, man. We're going to get up, up on up out of here. A uh, lot to talk about, a lot of stuff to come in the future. Obviously, we got draft combine, all that kind of stuff coming up. Trevor Lawrence, Friday, 10 a.m., having his pro day. If you want to watch him throw, that's going down. I think it's on NFL Network. Uh, but a lot of things happening on the horizon, uh, especially in the world of sports. So uh, we'll be here to chop it up and uh, have a good time with it in the meantime, man. For my man, Scotty D, I'm your boy, DJ Shockley. We'll see you guys next week on the Triple Threat Podcast. Doses. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.